Well, welcome everybody to another exciting episode of Indie Film Cafe. I'm your host, Jonathan Moody, and I'm here with... Paulie Presenza, otherwise known as the Moo Cow, and I just realized I left the monkey, so... Uh, well, I brought my monkey, you <laughs> okay. know, and finally. Uh, he's been absent, and so, uh, you know, it kind of makes sense. Uh, my monkey took a powder. Yeah, you may need your monkey, so sadly, you know... <laughs> But, yeah, we don't have Continuity Monkey here. Yeah, he squeaks whenever we come across continuity issues, of which there tend to be a lot in some of the movies that we watch. Yeah. Um, and we also are joined by a special guest. Uh, Jason Allen Cook. Jason Yay. Allen Cook is with us in the house. Uh, he's our Dr. Acula. He's mm-hmm. also been and uh, Follow Me with us and uh, a couple other projects for Sick Flick Productions. So we're very happy to have you here. Yeah, glad to be here. Yeah. Thanks um, for explaining the monkey. I, I was lost there for a second. Yeah, <laughs> this is Jason's <clears throat> literal first time like knowing anything about Indie Film Cafe because I think you knew that we did this, but you didn't know anything about it, right? Correct. Yeah. And you probably haven't listened to any of our episodes. I regrettably have not. <laughs> I, feel bad. I feel bad now. Sorry. It's okay. Uh, busy yeah, guy. I'm busy guy. You'll, I will. You'll, you'll catch on pretty quickly. You'll catch um, on pretty quick. It's not very hard. Yeah, um, it's just reacting to films. You can say whatever you want. Yes, yeah, so you can you literally know. say whatever. We have no filter. No filter. No filters. Good. You know, no. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we're gonna be talking about the nineteen. I want to say it was ninety six. Could be later. Uh, movie. Uh, Joel D. Winecoop's film Lost Faith. And I know you know that name. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I thought know. you'd get more excited you've, than you You've are. talked about this film. Yeah. <clears throat> and I've been wanting to do it for a while. And then we had another <clears throat> movie in mind. And unfortunately, that sort of changed. You this know? will be very interesting because Joel is kind of known for making a lot of boobs and butt kinds of movies. Mm, hence why I, I brought TNA Monkey just However, in case. he has <laughs> gone through some kind of a change where he's a lot more, I guess, Christian-oriented now, and I don't think he does that. Yeah, you think he still does. I he, think he still, still does. Yeah. I don't know how he reconciles that, but it, that's all right. So I think that this is a departure from that, but I don't know. I've no, never seen it. No, this is his earlier work. So <clears throat> well, this I'm is really, earlier. Yeah, okay. it's earlier, earlier work, so I'm excited from that. All right, well then... I don't know. We'll see. That'll be interesting. Well, yeah. So, but before we do that, let's listen to some mood music. And we are back. Oh, boy. So, we're here to talk about Joel D. Winecoop's Lost Faith. And I say it like that because that's actually how it's, you know, done on the IMDb. They make sure that you know this is Joel D. Winecoop's movie. And I think you all know it's Joel D. Winecoop's movie. So, first of all, uh, this has been your first time watching it, Paul. Uh, do you want Do you want to go first or do you want Jason to go first? Um, I don't know. Jason seems a little shell-shocked. He might need to gather his thoughts a bit. And, a uh, lot shell-shocked, yes. Yeah, Joel, gosh, wow. Um, I've seen my share of Joel Winecoop movies. I don't think I've ever seen one quite like this. It um, it was bad. It was very, very, very bad. I mean, there's not much you can really say other than it was bad. You it know. was bad. So you were, you were shocked at how bad it was. Yes, I okay. was not expecting it to be quite so appalling. 
But it's indie film cafe material. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So, uh, Jason, so this is your first time on Indie Film Cafe, and this is your first time watching probably something this kind of bad, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, is this what you were expecting, or? I believe I would have turned this off. <laughs> you know, within, like, two minutes. Two wow. minutes of it? <laughs> yeah. You would have been like, this, that's enough? <laughs> okay. It was, yeah, it was, it was something. I, you, was it torture for you, or did you actually sort of enjoy the process? It seemed of like it? you were laughing. At I enjoyed times. laughing at it, yeah. So after a while, I was just like, you know what? You just got to see it for the humor, and that's about it. <laughs> right. This is like a rough track, slash, you know, getting with your friends and kind of making fun of it kind of thing. And I was asking, have you ever been in a production that was even close to something like this? You're like, nope. <laughs> I've never been in a production where. You've pointed as many times as they point in this movie. <laughs> Come on! Yes. There was, there was pointing, there was touching, a lot of people touching yeah. each other. And I, you know, nowadays that would definitely not fly on sets, period, you know. Some guy randomly touching, they would be like, nope, you know, you can't do that. Because it's, it's just, just a random thing. characters that just popped up for no reason. Like that whole thing with the... Thrasher, we're gonna come beat you up, Thrasher. You well, always want okay. Thrasher. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. I, I actually think there are sort of points to it. It's just not well done to the point of like understanding the points. But I will I will okay. talk about that. Okay, so. you're you're up. Tag, you're in. Oh, okay. Um, would, would you like me to try to tackle the story? Or does yes, anyone please. else want to try to do that? If you can understand that, you can try to tackle. It. Yes. <laughs> okay. So basically, what happens is uh, we we get to meet Steve Nakoda. His wife has been taken by the master. That's the what he's called. Which literally is just this guy that they just keep calling master. You know, master this. You know, master, master. Um. So the master has taken women to, I guess, give to some guy named Carlos. Who never shows up. Who never shows up, even though it's obviously past 9 o'clock in the morning. I know. He's I'm late. pretty sure. So he's late. He's, like, stopped and got pancakes and didn't make his appearance. Yeah, he never shows up. So we never see this Carlos guy, <clears throat> you know. Um, but, yeah. So, anyway, uh, the, the master has all of these women... Uh, kidnapped so that they can bring him to Carlos to put on a, um, I guess, in a movie or something, which that's not how you make movies. And, and unless really? it's porno. That's not how it's done? And it's not. And it's like, you know, um, sex trafficking, which I think is sort of the point. They don't call, they don't say anything like that. Well, that's like just that. it. I don't think he quite understands. I mean, that there are people who go and work in the porn industry and they get paid for it and they actually want to do what they're doing. Right, right, right. But there's also people who have been kidnapped by sex traffickers and forced to do, you know, uh, Yeah, sort of kind of back in the day. Although from what I gather, that's been pretty much... Well, this is 1989. Yeah. So this is back in the day. So it kind of makes sense. Well, I mean, I will... 70s, maybe. You know, there was more of that no, back there then. No, there's still a lot of sex by, trafficking By the time the 80s right came along, it was pretty much professionals at that point who got paid fairly well and made their living doing this and um you know people who didn't really know any better might conflate the two but there was really no need to sort of break the law and get yourself and put in jail when you could just hire somebody and pay them a few bucks to come and do whatever you know what i mean there were plenty of people who were willing to do that 
Well, I mean, it's, it's, like I said, it's more a sex trafficking thing and less of a, like, we're going to put you in real movies. I guess, since Carlos never shows up, we right. never really know what the hell's going okay. on with that anyway. So that's like a subplot to the whole story, I guess, or whatever. So Steve Nakoda uh, finds out his wife is missing. She was going to this. Uh, but there's there's a really weird thing where he goes to the office, apparently, to meet up with her. I, I thought she worked there because all of a sudden he shows up. He's like, where's my wife? Where's my wife? I, I thought my wife was be over here or something. And then his wife has been kidnapped, and so they're asking him questions. But they did they call him, I guess? And uh, ask who knows? Him, anyway. I don't know if that was his office. It was her office. There it was, was the office to the modeling, modeling agency. agency. There was, yeah. yeah, the yeah. modeling agency that had the big particle board that had nothing on it. Yeah, and the security guard saw the people get kidnapped at the modeling agency. Saw it happen, didn't do anything. Yeah. Uh, that was Tim Ritter, I think yeah. you said. So, yeah, awesome. So we, we get to meet Steve Nakoda. Steve Nakoda is having a bad day. So, well, actually, it's a bad week, I guess, because, like, it, it, it's, well, or a couple since days. He stopped I don't know. going to church. Yeah, ever since he stopped going to church, all of a sudden bad things are happening to him, you know, and go figure. Let that be a lesson. <laughs> that was, I think that was supposed to be the lesson, oh, you know, in the movie. Um, Subtle. Yeah. Um, so, and that's what's called lost faith. Because he loses his faith in God. And, As know. opposed to everybody's an incompetent idiot, which was a lot more realistic, but not a very good title. <laughs> yeah, everybody's an incompetent idiot. That should be a title for something. Um, so anyway, he ends up going to uh, kind of trying to find uh, his, it, like, you know, he's talking to the police. Uh, the police, uh, this one detective's pointing at him and saying, hey, don't you yell at me. And he's pointing back at him. Hey, I'm, I can yell at you if I want. So you much know? pointing. <laughs> so they're I all... can't remember ever pointing on set once. Never once on like at somebody. Probably hundreds of sets now, and I can't remember sitting there pointing at someone there, or anything. There is a guy in real life that points at me all the time. He's an older gentleman, and he'll point at me, and I never noticed that at first. Just never thought about it, you know, until I one day it's just like, and I'm like, oh God. Don't stop doing that. I mean, you might see it once in a while, but because it's so obvious and unnecessary to do that on screen, because we can see the two people talk, you know, we you don't need to do that. It's like underlining, and you don't need to do that. But this movie, I've never seen so much pointing mm -hmm. in my life. Point, point, point. Aggressive pointing. Aggressive, aggressive everything. Aggressive this, aggressive that. And they were all pointing, too. It wasn't just... Uh... Steve. There was pointing and counterpointing. And yes. counterpointing of the counterpointing. Yes. Yeah, this is a lot of pound pointing. Anyway, so to go to move on to the story some more, uh, the, um, what is the uh, guy, uh, uh, Steve, is uh, comes back to the police station and wants to know what's going on, you know, and everything. And this is a couple days, I guess. He said, it's been a week. And the guy's like, it's been like a couple days, dude. Calm, calm down. And he's like, you know, I want to know what's going on with my wife. You guys aren't doing anything. I'm going to go and do something. And usually cops tell the person, don't do that, because that's called being a vigilante and, you know, let the police do their job. But these these police aren't doing our, their job. Don't screw up our investigation. Right. Get in but the, way. the police aren't doing their job because the detective actually works for the bad guys. The apparently. one detective one. out of the entire police department. And apparently nobody else can do anything except this one guy. 
who sits on his butt and he's looking through his little Rolo decks for for donuts and pizza. That's all he does is look up donuts and pizza places, you know. And I'm guessing those are real places because none of them said like five 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 numbers, you know. So those feel yeah, that, like those are real that, numbers. That's how they got the, some money. They said, "Hey, we'll put your business in here." You know? <laughs> and here's your phone number yep. to to Pizza Boy. Yeah. There was a place. There was a thing called Pizza Boy. I was like, "What is going on here?" Um. So, uh, Steve goes on his, uh, you know. I guess at first he's trying to find her, but like. He has no idea where she went no, or how, it's just whatever. Randomly floats around. Yeah. And fortunately, like there's just like these weird things that just pop out of nowhere. Uh, like, what was the point of the guy who I guess was breaking into somebody's house? We don't even know if it's his house and was true. stealing like a stereo, and then he just bumps in him and he drops it, and then they big they comes into a big chase. I know. And then he doesn't even have the radio anymore. And then the chase, the guy with the thing vanishes, and he's no longer chasing that guy, and now he's like. He drives up and there's somebody else well, there. Well, right, because because he sees that guy's car. The white right? car, yeah. The white car. So he thinks it's this other guy. So he starts picking on this other guy. The other guy's girlfriend comes up and starts saying, "Oh, you, you know, this girl this looks is the like fourteen-year-old, fourteen-year-old oh, chick. That was you know, so basically, she looked like she was like twelve, uh, but she was probably." Meanwhile, oh, this guy looked like Mario from the freaking computer games because he's fat, he's got a striped shirt, and he's got this ridiculous mustache. hat on his head. He's no, got Luigi, a I, thought, yeah, I Luigi. thought you said Luigi. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So I like how he kept saying, I'm going to murderize you. <laughs> I'm going to murderize you. Because that's what people say. Very realistic dialogue, though. And then he kept complaining, like, oh, you know, my, my jaw hurt. You big bully! You hit me! How dare you hit me! I was just... I was just walking here, and, you know. I was just going to go to the beach. Um, uh, yeah, clearly, but, this is supposed to be comedy, but the <laughs> scene drags on and on mm-hmm. and on. Yeah. You know, comedy is supposed to be quick. It's supposed to be funny. It's supposed to you know, uh, have some life to it. It's supposed to be funny. This is the comedy. opposite. Yeah. And this Typically. Was, this was awful. But, yeah. Bad. But that, that scene, and then there's also the scene with the... Uh, uh, the big woman who thinks he's Thrasher, oh, mm-hmm. and so she's like, you know, I hate you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bash you, Thrasher. She even did you just notice there was one part where some guy in a truck pulls up and he looks like he's gonna get out, and she just turns around and goes, rula, 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 and the guy's like, Ooh, oh, and he drives off. I'm like, I said you could play that part. The Paul. hell. <laughs> You know, because you were you were thinking I wouldn't want to get anywhere near that woman. <laughs> like, yeah, this period. this is like Florida on bath salts. That's oh, what this movie is. Oh it was my goodness, so I didn't weird. understand that scene at all. I mean, what was the point of Thrasher? They like never went into no. It never comes back. Or... It never never gets explained. It's yeah. just sort of like this happens and that's it. You know, kind of thing. Again, so. I think it's supposed to be a comedic thing, but it takes. T- Ooh, long. Mm-hmm. It takes so long. It misses its mark on comedy, that whole part. Of it. Yeah, well, I, was it supposed to be comedic? I don't know. I, I think so. Because so. the one guy with the half-shaved face is trying to be... Yes, funny. there's a guy there. I couldn't tell whether it was just he was missing half of his mustache and beard, or maybe it was supposed to be a goatee and it got moved over and he never fixed it because... God forbid, why would you fix that? Just keep rolling. He did say, like, who do, who's your barber? And I thought that was sort of funny because it was more of his mustache than it was actually his hair. His hair didn't look that bad. Mm-hmm. But his mustache looked terrible. And I was like, what in the world is going on? Ridiculous. You know? So um, ridiculous. 
But yeah, so they, they get into the huge fight, and so it, that was the first time we get to see Steve Nakoda, like, kick ass, you know, for the Lord, you know, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. It's just going around kicking and people's butt. mind you, this is all being filmed, like, right next to cars going back and forth, so all you hear is traffic. Mm-hmm. You can't see anything because the lighting is terrible, the sound is terrible, the video production looks like it is the cheapest, cheapest 1983 Betamax yeah, handheld camera that music. I've ever seen. The music, I, I said, sounded like a video game music. The, the music was a cat walking on a Casio. But that, that's the typical the sound, sound of music, effects. like video. Oh, sound the, the effects. The punch sound effects, yeah. I mean, well, every sound fun. effects. There's sound effects for random things. Somebody falls. Sound effects, somebody... Poorly got, timed, because they'd go off and there'd be nothing happening. <laughs> yeah. So there's some of that. Bad um, editing. Bad, bad everything. Yeah, my goodness. It was, it was pretty... It's, ugh. Yeah. Um, wow. Joel. My goodness. Joel, Joel's done a lot better. He's, and, he's learned. And look, the Steve Nakoda's character's kind of gone on and done other stuff, too, so... Probably he's learned better with with just exploring his character and giving him more stuff to do. So I've always said, I I would love to see like a remake of this for now, you know, just but but done better, you know, or whatever. Because you know, obviously, anyway, you could do it with hand puppets. So it'd be we're, better. we're not done with the story yet. So <laughs> oh, there's more to come. Yeah, there's more apparently because this movie. I as I said before, it, it like. When we were watching it, I was like, oh, my God, it's an hour and 20 minutes, and it feels like longer, you know, because the movie just keeps dragging on. Um, so the master has now taken one of the women, because she tried to escape, and he's ta- taken her in his, you know, I guess in her, his stuff and said, you know, this ought to be a lesson to all of you, you know, and he only did that when he was, like, had nunchucks out and everything, and she was scared of his nunchucks. So she <laughs> was course. okay with taking, you know, having him... You know, be his, I guess. She was scared of the nunchucks, but had no problem getting kissed by his ridiculous and offensive porn stash. (laughs) Porn stash, yeah, it's true. Awful. Uh, Yeah, you look like. Take the nunchucks, please. You look like he was a wannabe Tom Selleck. You know, kind of guy. Or Actually, whatever. who he reminded me of was the dude from Get Even. That's that's what, what I was thinking. Yeah, that's exactly what this. This is this is like a worse version of Get Even. Yeah, only without the country music. Well, yeah. Well, instead of a Casio, you know, or whatever. A like cat that, on a Casio. Cat on a Casio music, but um, this was uh, yeah, no, this was very Get Even, and so or Get Even, as a lot of people call it, because it's all one word. Um, so yeah, I would that. But honestly, honestly, get get even's a better movie. Yeah, because we have a drunk Wings Hauser in there. But that's what I which said. Though a lot he, more fun. He could have done that. Guy could have been like Wings Hauser, or um, could have the master could have been played by Wings Hauser or uh, William, William Smith. Smith. You know, right. both those guys would have done a better job. But the guy who did it, I mean, he wasn't. He wasn't like the worst actor in the group. I mean, we had some pretty bad actors some in this, bad. In this oh, movie. Can can you talk a little bit about because you are an actor, the line delivery that was done <laughs> by some of these guys, please? Oh, there's line delivery in this. <laughs> <laughs> I think I missed that part. No, I mean that was, I mean, wow. I don't even know what to say. It's like they didn't even rehearse. There's obviously no rehearsal. There was no second takes. I don't think in most of the stuff. Mm. I mean, some of them they just messed up lines and it is. Corrected themselves and roll with it. There was no cut or anything. And hey, let's reshoot this. Nah, don't worry about it. Just keep going. Keep rolling. Keep but 
clearly they're not invested in their no. characters. So when they're delivering the lines, over the top, like ridiculous lines. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, here, here's the here's the biggest problem with a lot of these indie indie flicks uh, that that basically take one one takes. You know, that's what they do. They take one take. You know, so that they can make these movies in like three days. You know, or whatever. I'm I'm not saying this was made in three. I have no idea how many days this was shot in, but like this was usually. Uh, Maybe probably twelve days or something, you know, or less. <laughs> maybe less. Maybe because like a lot of it was in like twelve hours, maybe. a few yeah. different <laughs> locations. Good... But there was there was different locations. There were different. I mean, it would take a little bit of time to kind of move on. But they would uh, do it in like one take and then leave the bad the bad take <laughs> in there until the tape ran out and they had to get a new mm-hmm. one and put it yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. Because this was shot on video. This was shot on uh, whatever the video was back then. And I am sure you have run into situations as an actor where you've had to spout some ridiculous dialogue before. And it, it's got to be, you, you have to sell it. So you have to sit there in your head and you have to invest into this character somehow to be able to sell the lines. None of these lines got sold. Not I mean, a they, one. Nope. They were mm-hmm. hollow as hell. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is the director either didn't care or didn't know to care and just was like, I hey, just keep rolling. Well, I mean, he was he was the star of the movie, and so his probably his main concentration during most of it is like himself, you know, like. So he what, didn't care about the other characters at all. Yeah, I don't think he. I think he cared. He just didn't. He didn't put all as much effort into it as himself making himself look cool. You know, and that what you say is a vanity thing. Exactly. Vanity you project. see that in the people like Neil Breen and such, but even Neil Breen manages to get some better stuff out of some of these other folks. Well, this goes back to Gedevin, because yeah. Gedevin had the character, the actor who wanted to, you know, uh, who was a star, director, writer, producer, did all, music. all of the music, did everything, and that's what Joel D. Weinkoop did. But, I mean... I, I'll give him credit. He made a fucking movie, you know? Like, it's an hour and 20 long movie, you know? Like, there is a beginning, a middle, and an end. As much Technically, as. Technically, yes. Yes. Even though. And it there were be, lines, even though none of them were good, but there were. There were words, lines. People there were words said in stuff. This, so I guess that's good. I mean, things, there were things, <laughs> things that actually said. happened. P- things things were happened. Said. There was. It, it moved from point A to point B at it, some it point. It meets the very basic definition of a film. There's a there's one point where he I guess his car got broken or something but we we don't know why but he like stops has to go get another car and he steals this car from his car lot and this guy is just chatting no with this woman trying to get her to buy it and she's like this old woman looks over is like I'm uh you know um uh, I, I don't know if I want to buy this and then you know or, uh, I don't know if I want to drive around this and the guy's like I will. And he jumps in the car and drives off, and the uh, the car seller is like salesman's like, oh my, oh my God, that guy just stole my car, and the uh, the woman's like, you mean he still stole it and didn't pay for it? He's not. I'll be here when he brings it back. He brings it back. You stupid old bitch. He's not oh, bringing it back. The best part about that scene, though, is the start of it when he rolled over the car. Instead of just running around and getting in, he rolled over the hood. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Like, cut the corner gonna, and rolled over the hood. I thought he was going to, like, punch the guy for some reason, you know? Whereas, like, okay, it's a funny scene. or supposed to be a funny scene. 
But instead of having all that clumsy, ridiculous, worthless dialogue, you just have the guy come over, grab the keys, get in the car, and go. That's it. Right. It's all you need to do instead of that entire other stuff. Yeah. And all the other stuff sort of, just, once again, just padded the movie out. That's really what they wanted. So much padding and so much bickering. I Oh, my God. You know mm-hmm. how much I hate bickering. I know you hate bickering, but... Especially it's used sort of to expected pad the film. in these movies, you know? Like, because... I've talked about this on multiple podcasts, you know, um, but you can't have a 90 or 80 or even 70 minute movie where people get along the whole time. Oh, I know, I know. And they they don't bicker and they don't, there's no drama. The problem is, is when you have your basic hero, he's supposed to be able to go through this journey, go through these obstacles and then become a better person at the end of it because he's overcome these obstacles. You, you give them real obstacles. You know, bickering is not an obstacle. Bickering is just a way to pad out the film and to present the illusion of conflict without mm. actually having conflict, and that is a problem. I, I'll go with that. Like, I'll admit that that's sort of a, a thing for it because, I don't know. I what do, what do you think? Do you think the bickering is... Uh... It was over the top, yeah. And the biggest instigator of the conflict was... The supposed hero of the movie. I mean, he's supposed to be the good guy, but yeah, he's like pushing around cops and point, yeah, pointing at everyone, pushing them around, pointing at them. And I found that to be way, way too much as well. Yeah. I guess he's supposed to establish his tough guy bona fides by doing that, but you only need to do that like once, twice maybe? Yeah. Rather than the entire film? So, okay, so we have all that craziness come happening. On, come on. We're still on the story, by the way. I know. I think we're still going, come on, come on, you know. Um, but there's one point where the girl, um, I, don't rem- I don't know her name, um, but she was the, the black girl. Is what they, they kept calling her the black, black princess beauty. or mm-hmm. black beauty or whatever. Uh, and she's supposed to be the one that, like, Carlos wants the most, you know, because... She's the only black girl, and I guess the rest are like Latino and or white, you know, or whatever. There was one Asian, or Asian girl. one Asian yeah. girl. So, they're, hey, it was a diverse cast. There you go. You there know? you go. Back in the 80s, it was a diverse, not just all white people. So, there you go. Um, but anyway, so it goes into... Uh, <laughs> all different women got to look worthless. <laughs> it, was a, it was not meant... This is not like a woman's movie. No. You know, or whatever. But anyway... Uh, well, uh, the black girl uh, did uh, escape by pretending to be like into the guy, and then she like bashed his head open with a the guard. Uh, yeah. yeah, the guard with a uh, with, um, rock with a rock, and then she left, and she escaped very easily. Escaped. And where did she go? To the police? No. Well, interestingly enough, they had a lot of guards around, and none of them saw her. Like, well, period? I think we have as well as established the fact that the guards were all worthless, incompetent idiots. <laughs> Including the fat guy who was looking through the binoculars the wrong way all yeah. the time. They played that out way too much. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. There was that kept going two going. bickering guards. One of them, you know, he was like a baby Huey character, and he's talking about his jock itch and his impetigo. And the other guy's like, oh, you're just so fat and stupid. And that's basically what it was yeah that's all it was was like one guy calling the other guy names and the other guy complaining like he was a little kid did jack maybe. hunter write this yeah <laughs> maybe um so anyway we're, we're we're moving on um so 
Then, uh, what is it? Uh, so yeah, there was that. But we're gonna get into the characters in a little bit. I don't wanna, I don't wanna dive too much. But into she doesn't their go story. to the cops. She goes and finds him because apparently she knows him or she yeah, knows she knows him because Steve, he yeah. knows because her and his girlfriend Donna went to or wife wife girlfriend whatever she was to him uh went to the modeling agency and they got they were the ones who got kidnapped together i guess or right maybe all of them got but, all she, the but he wasn't there so how does she know him uh no but i'm saying she probably already knew him before then you know we don't really know that i mean whatever. Yeah, you're, you're granting a lot there no, buddy i mean no but I, that's <laughs> what i'm reach. that's what i got from it you know that i got that she actually knew him uh, whatever. Anyway. I just think it was convenient. Mm-hmm. It was convenient. So she goes to him and explains to him, we need to go back to the to the island. Which, why does she need to go back to the island? She doesn't. She doesn't need Nor to go Nor would there. she want to. Except, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess to explain where every all the guards are, basically, or whatever. But she does. She's like, oh, there's a guard over there, there's a guard over there, you know, whatever. The so, island, by the way, is a bit of land in Florida that's across a creek. Yeah, pretty much. That's about it. Yeah, it was. I don't know. It was. It was funny. And everything was so ridiculously over over the top green. I've never seen a greener movie in my life. So um, they get back to island, and well, before then, the cop comes to stop her because he got called. Oh god! And uh, and in the nighttime, oh, that was the most difficult scene. I couldn't see or hear anything. No, because we didn't have your continuity monkey. Sadly, um, he would be squeaking. He'd have been squeaked out. Yeah, you have been squeaked out because it went from day to night to day to night, and all, all in one drive. Yeah. All in one drive that kept happening. We were like, "Why? Why is somebody driving? Who's driving? What's going on?" And I love the fact that they're having this fight with the cops, and there's cars right in the scene, in camera, right going right past. They don't. Yeah, care. they don't care. They don't <laughs> stop to call the other cops, whatever. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, make sure you um, get all that sound in. Yep. Yeah. They're probably like that was probably Joel's house, and they were like driving exactly. by, going, "Oh God, Joel shooting another movie," um, <laughs> right? So, anyway, uh, so yeah, or maybe the cops stick you called on them. I don't know. I need to watch that. Maybe the behind the scenes thing talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe the cops, the real cops, got called because hey, there's there's. It know, is Florida, it so is Florida. who the hell knows? So anyway, uh, then the. Um, what is it? Uh, so they get into a fight. Then he kicks the cop's ass, of course. Because, you know, he, he's got to kick everybody's ass. Of like, course. He's whatever. That's the whole point of a vanity project. Yeah. Make yourself be the number one guy. Yeah, you know, he's kind of a bumbling idiot at times. He's still sort of, he always kind of ends up right. He does get beat know? up by a chunky fat woman for no reason. Thinks yeah. he's. Uh... Yeah, for like, I don't know. Well, for a little bit until he kicks her and ass. And then she's like. He has his balls cut off, and I know that they're not there because they take them as souvenirs. I'm like, what? The hell are you talking about? Mm-hmm. I thought it was the. I thought it was like. Well, that was after the scar, yeah. when she was looking for the scar in his head, and it was gone. And her first re- reaction is, "Did you have plastic surgery? <laughs> Cosmetic surgery?" He's like, "Why do you need some?" <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, you know, um, so they so he goes back to the uh, the island. With the girl and uh, the quote unquote island, and they go up to you know fight all these people and and then he sees the big big guy right and he's all worried about the one the, the, the that can't even freaking figure out how to use binoculars, and he goes and says oh um that guy's too big I don't know if I'm gonna be I'm like 
You just handled that big woman. With right. like, what? Why? Why are you worried about this guy? You know, like whatever. So he doesn't need to because all he has to do is just, you know, tell the guy, oh yeah, yeah. we're we're here for. You know, blah, 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 you know, to relieve you. The or, big guy you know. does not look menacing at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you were a donut, you might be menaced <laughs> by this guy, but that's about it. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so anyway, so then he goes off and starts fighting all these other guys. Yada, yada, yada. They get to the, get to the, the, the one guy's excited because, oh, the hero is coming to save the day. Kept calling the hero. Because they'll fight Barnes. Don't forget Barnes. Yeah, well, we haven't gotten to that yet. But he gets to the place. He, yeah, he has to fight Barnes first. He fights Barnes. Kicks Barnes' ass after a little bit. You know, there's a little bit of time. It just goes on. It's like, oh, my God, stop fighting. You're like, come on, hurry up. You know, get this done. And then he has to fight the big guy. The master. So this does feel like a video game. Like there's levels and, you know, he has to defeat this person. Then he has to move on to defeat this person. Then he has to move on to, you know. Except he's getting his butt kicked the entire time until... Until what? Until he says, oh, God, please help me. I know I should have let you back in my life. And then all of a sudden, bada-bing, he's able to beat the bad guy. Yeah, he's got the superpowers of God. Thanks, God. Yeah, God gave him superpowers after that. Because <laughs> uh, that's what happens. That's exactly what happens all the time. I mean, I don't know. I, God's never given me superpowers for No? For, for you praying suck. to him. I guess. I'm not, I'm not cool as Steve Nakoda, Mm-mm. you know, at all. Um, but anyway, because he had lost his faith. Oh, by the way, we didn't even mention. Oh yeah, that weird guy. Yeah, we didn't mention earlier that this guy Eugene, twice. Eugene I guess one Levy. time he bailed him out of jail. The other time he had just ran into him on the street. But he yeah. like, he, I, I swear he looked like Eugene Levy. You made a you made an American Pie I, joke. Exactly because he he really did. He looked like an older, fatter Eugene Levy. And then one of yeah. the girls looked like Christy, like a pudgy or Christy McNichol. That was like, yep. this is 1989, <laughs> so I don't know. I don't think so. No, she, she was no. she was in something big back then, you know, or whatever. Pirate movie. She wouldn't, yeah, she wouldn't be, she wouldn't Gotta be doing this. Gotta show you guys that one. Um, bad. Yeah. yeah. Not this level bad, but it's bad. But anyway, uh, so yeah, so he's talking with the, the Eugene Levy looking guy, and he's trying to tell him, you know, it's it's all the stuff, bad stuff's happening because, you know, you left church and everything like and that. It's going like, to get oh, worse. You know, it's going to get worse for you if you don't come back to church. He's like, I don't need, he's pumping iron at one point. He's like, I don't need God. Ah! Well, not really <laughs> iron so much as those old shitty plastic weights that had concrete in them. And those obviously didn't have concrete in them. No, no. No, no. Those, that, was, that felt like a fake, that looked like a fake yeah. thing because he had no problem picking it up and doing this. Well, yeah, and I was like, he threw, threw it, so yeah. Yeah, and he threw it across, across the room. The room yeah. yeah, there's no way <clears throat> he could have done that with like real like weights or whatever. I don't know, though. I mean, he had the power of God. Well, actually, not at that not point. Not at that point. Not at that point. He had no power of God, so shouldn't have been able to do any of that crap. Uh, so anyway, he ends up, um, you know, kind of talk to that guy, tell him to basically back off. I'm, you know, I'm handling this stuff on my own, you know, or whatever. Which, he's not doing anything. He's he's having a really bad day trying to find a guy who stole his, or is trying to steal his thing. Now, I took that. I took him coming to that guy coming to his house and everything as maybe he knows who kidnapped his wife. Maybe the guy had something to do with it, you know? Um, Eugene Levy? No, 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 no. 
Remember the guy who stole his uh, the stereo, uh, stereo oh, and everything in his house? After, yeah. And he chased after him. I think that's why he was chasing after him, but that was never said. Like, nothing mm-hmm. ever. And then and when you they, never see him again either. You never see him again because he gets the wrong person, and he goes after that other, the Mario Luigi guy or whatever, kicks that guy's ass, gets yelled at by, pointed at by the, uh, his gro- the, the, 14 the 14 year old girlfriend. <clears throat> they walk off. And then he doesn't go because <clears throat> he finds out that the same two, that that person has, uh, there's two cars that looked exactly alike that lived right across the street from each other. I will say there was a lot of uh, sort of uh, mixed racial relationships in this. So mm-hmm. very forward thinking, Joel. Very well, good for 1989. I know. I mean, I almost think a lot of them were probably, were dating you know, and stuff. He knew those people. So he's like, do you want to be in my movie? And they're like, sure. Like, well, you I know? have to go to grade school. With the acting, I'd say maybe you just grabbed him off the street, you know, whoever was walking by. I don't know, hey, because that girl Grade was, school production. There yeah. you go. <laughs> I was going to say that girl was very okay with, like, you know, that really unattractive guy. And the only way I could think that that girl would be able to act like that and be really that into it is if she actually were dating no. that guy for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And she had to wear that horrible, ugly, uh, uh, what would you call that bikini style from back then? Uh, no, where no. it's like pulled way up to the top and there's a regressive V and there's like a string in their butt. It's just, oh. It's G-strings. Just, yeah, it's like a G-string. It was appalling. So he did finally, because of God, he defeats the bad guy. They all <clears> get the... the Girls kick the guy's ass that the the guard's ass or whatever. I forgot whatever happened to our buddy. Um, what's that guy's name? I guess he got taken when the cops came or whatever. Which the cops never showed. Uh, I guess they showed because the they got a chopper. <laughs> yeah, they left in a make believe chopper. Yeah, yeah exactly. No. Like what chopper? No, no, there's no chopper. There's no budget for a chopper. No, no. Or no, where would this guy even a get a chopper from? We don't even know what he does for a living. Yeah, Barnes. What happened to Barnes? I don't know. I guess the chopper's hovering, too, because the whole island is covered in trees. So there's <laughs> none of the scenes where it's like a clearing. So uh, the chopper's just landed on the trees. It, it reminded me of the end of Wang Wang when he finally storms Hidden Island and has to fight 5,000 bad guys by himself. And only it's not as much fun. Right. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I found it to be silly. And enjoyable. It in was the definitely sense, like, silly. Like because it's because of the silliness, I sort of enjoyed. Over the top silly, yeah. So you really liked the character of Barnes. Talk to us a little bit about Barnes. Yeah, Barnes is the only thing that saved the movie because I mean he was over the top too. Everyone was, but at least he was kind of. I laughed at him because he was just so weird facial expressions and and his whatever martial arts he was trying to do and his stances and stuff. I mean, he. Was the only thing that I actually liked in the movie. And he was in a tree at one point. For no reason. For no reason. Well, he said he was was a lookout. Lookout, yeah. Yeah, and so he was like, so he fell out of the tree, and he goes, "Hey, hey, hey, boss, hey, boss, did you see me fall out of that tree? I just fell out of the tree." And I'm like, he was like the most appalling, obsequious toady assistant person I've ever seen in my life. It's like you don't have the tiniest shred of dignity in your life, do you? I, I don't. I don't think it's ever a good idea to have a black guy call a white guy master. Yeah, you know? hey, boss. master, master, call him boss a lot. You know, yeah. call him boss a lot, that but he cringy. also called him master too. Yeah. I think. Um, and he was always 
pawing all the females and touching them. Yeah. And, and they're like, hey, stop touching me. Stop. And I'm telling you, that was not acting. I believe those actresses did not, they were repulsed <laughs> by him. They did not want to be fingered or pawed or touched by this guy. I don't, Joel must have told everyone you have to touch. Like almost every actor in every scene was doing some kind yeah, of touching. Yeah, some kind of touching. Yeah. There was know? a lot of that. Yeah. And it was, or pointing. The mm-hmm. blocking was very, very strange. I don't Wait. think anybody even thought about blocking. They're, I was going to say, is blocking in this? I don't remember. Yeah, that. no. What so about the um, the martial arts, the choreography. I mean, that was that was Joel. He he was one of the guys. He who was one of the choreographers. There's two other impressive, guys. Let me tell you, <laughs> <laughs> those fight scenes were on point. Oh yeah. Those fight scenes were silly. They were um, bad. Okay, they they weren't. You know what was that? Uh, the one we saw that uh, that uh, the, uh, Donald G. Jackson started, but then got fired from. Oh, the Pocket Ninjas. Yeah, it wasn't as bad as Pocket Ninjas, but it was pretty bad. Yeah, pretty bad. You know the the. I think if anything, the 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 martial arts sort of saved the movie from being boring. You know, because, like, had there not been, like, action or fight scenes in the movie and it just was sort of this guy trying to get his girl, you know, girl, mm. whatever, I think it would have been, you know. It, it walked the line before becoming a cartoon, whereas Pocket Ninjas was pretty much a cartoon. Yeah. yeah. This is pretty cartoonish, though. With yeah. The, I mean, the, the sound effects that they're doing for the punching and... I mean, clearly the camera—they didn't do, worry about camera angles at all to try to no. fake it, so you could actually think it was a real punch. I mean, there was well, well there was one kick that actually looked real, where the master kicked uh, Steve, like in the chest. It actually looked like it was a kick, mm. and that was from the side. So that was that was the one good kick in the whole movie. The, 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 <laughs> thing, the thing about the Barnes and Master relationship is, you know, he's always yelling at the one guy and pointing at him and telling him to do things or, or stuff. It was very much Skipper and Gilligan from Gilligan's Island. Yes. And, that's, yes. and I was making a lot of Gilligan's Island jokes because that's exactly what that was. Exactly. No, I got that too. So it was, it was just pretty goofy <clears throat> and silly, but fun. I mean, because I enjoyed, like, watching how silly it oh, was. Oh, sure. You know? I enjoy yeah. that kind of failure. It's so yeah. much fun. <laughs> well, you, okay, so, <laughs> kind <of> Paul, <laughs> Paul, you generally, like, this is the kind of movie you probably show Gary. Oh, yeah, this is know? great. I torment all kinds of people with stuff like this. Yeah. I, I'm so thankful to have seen this. <laughs> yeah, so now you now you want your own copy. Yes, I do. Yes, I you do. You know, which is, uh, which is great. That uh, Jason, do you want your own copy of this movie? <laughs> I will pass on that <laughs> <laughs> see that's so funny this is your first time and we really went off the deep end on this uh the other one that you would have been introduced to would have probably been a little bit more like okay and then you might not have been interested in like watching more of these because it would have been a little bit more boring this at least i think this kind of gives you an idea of what we are, do are you regretting the drive down from richmond is, <laughs> is that where we're going with this no i mean this is fun it was just so shockingly bad it kind of actually holds your attention with how horrible it is because you want to see how low they can go in the next dialogue <laughs> I mean, or scene or yeah, acting yeah. <laughs> you said you would have quit this movie two minutes in if you were just watching it by yourself yes Here's the thing. I've gotten so used to this stuff. Like, I'm kind of like Paul, where if I see a bad movie, you know, or whatever, I can't, it's like a train wreck. You can't look away and you got to keep watching. Mm. And then you got to decide is this something that I want to put on Indie Film Cafe? And I told Joel I enjoyed it. And I didn't, I did not lie, you know, when I told him that. I enjoyed it. 
Probably not for the reasons he wanted everybody to enjoy it, <laughs> but I enjoyed it. Like, I did. I thought it was a fun, enjoyable, silly, goofy movie that somebody made in their backyard or a bunch of people's backyards. I want to call this Deadly Prey, P-R-A-Y. P-R-A. Ah! That, man, it should have been. Yeah, yeah. Damn it. Yeah. Damn it, Joel. You lost it. You lost the chance. Deadly P-R-A-Y. Uh, that's actually very smart. Um, I like that. Um, and there was a, and I, as I said, there was a lot of stuff like this in that time period, the 80s and uh, early 90s, of these movies where it's, you know, it's Rambo. You know, it's a guy has to go save the girl. And so. I am really surprised this was not Rift Tracked or Mistied. I don't think people have found it. Like, this isn't even Red Letter Media. Mm-hmm. So I don't think a lot of people know this exists. So. We're, we're like, we, we, we trailblaze a lot of you movies. You find like those this. hidden gems. Yeah, we, we try to. We do. And then maybe if somebody sends Red Letter Media a copy of this movie, they'll, they'll be like, what is this? Watching them, like, oh my God, we or gotta do this. Cinema Snob. I would love to hear Cinema Snob do this one. Maybe they did. Maybe he does. I don't know. I haven't, I didn't look, you know, to, to see. In fact, remember, once again, this was not a plan. Right. This was sort of right. like a last minute, okay. Let me change well it done, up. Well done, sir. Well done. And I'm glad I did. Um, uh, we still got a little bit more time, so I want to go into a little bit more of the characters, kind of. Like, we talked about Steve Nakota. Mm. Um, we talked about the master. We talked about Barnes. Uh, I guess Shirella was the girl's name. Who's that? That's the black girl. Oh, Black Beauty. I'm going <clears> to <throat> guess. She was um, cute. Does she actually do anything else? She seemed like a decent actress. Let's you know? see. Her line deliveries are pretty good. Um, she they can were probably the best of yeah. the film, I think, yeah. This is her only work. This is her only work, Yeah, huh? sadly. And she I think a lot of these people... convinced me of who she was. Yeah, I mean, other than like Tim Ritter and a few other guys, mm-hmm. there's uh, the girl who played Donna, his girlfriend or wife. Or <clears> like, <throat> his wife, because this is Donna Nakoda. So his wife... Um, she has a face on IMDb, which makes me go to think that she's done more than just this. Because usually, if you'd done, if you'd only been in one movie, um, like she'd been in Law and Order as a reporter on Law and Order, you know. So what? What about the guy who played Barnes? Please uh, think, tell me there's a lot more of him. Oh, I'd like there. to see more of him. Yeah. yeah. I don't. He know. was pretty amazing. <laughs> His name is David Lurie. David Lurie. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I'm looking him up right now to see. Well done, David Lurie. (laughs) Lurie, like L-U-R-R-Y. And um, uh, I'm looking him up. It's taken a while. So much Renfield obsequiousness in in his acting style. It was just... uh, Amazeballs. And he actually had some moves. You know, you got to give him some credit. I'm guessing, like, because I think Joel... To karate, you know, and he probably just asked his karate buddies, "Do you want to be in my movie?" Yeah, and at least took a couple classes, yeah. Right, yeah, he took a couple to learn <laughs> two, how to two do classes. This. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Had that coupon, you know. Yeah. Go to you know buy two lessons, get a third free. He was he was Barnes, and he was a stunt performer. So I'm ah, guessing. okay. So he did some of the stunts, maybe his own stunts. You know, mm-hmm. that would make sense. He fell from a tree. So maybe they said, we'll put you as a stunt performer, you know, because you fell from the tree. But No other credits, though? 
No. <clears throat> Sadly, the some of these other guys had to do some stunts. Have you ever done like a martial arts kind of a thing? I have not. No, I've done one fighting scene in a short film, and I think that's about it. So what was that like? I imagine there's a lot more rehearsal and a lot more... More rehearsal, you got to go this way, yeah. I mean, they have to get the camera angle right, too, to make it, I mean, we, to make it look realistic. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you have to get come close enough to where it looks like it. Actually, no, I take that back. I've done two. So I did this one short film. Uh, we had a fight scene where, um, you know, I had to kind of go... I actually ended up hitting this guy in the stomach. You know, not hard, but I kind of made contact where I didn't mean to. Oops. And like, you know, he was fine. Luckily, it all worked out. But um, And then there's another one, um, this locally produced film or TV show called A Haunting. Um, it wasn't really so much stunt. I had to take a hit, so that was kind of fun. Uh, it actually turned out really well when I, I got, you know, got hit pretty hard in the face and, and mm. fell down. And, and uh, the, the AD was actually like, are you okay? I had to keep asking me because I hit the floor so hard. So, um, unfortunately, I couldn't put any mats down or anything like that in, in that scene. So, there's there's a lot to it. To not only fighting, but to just simply falling because you could hurt yourself if you don't fall properly. Oh my! I was kind of worried about my arm after a few takes. I mean, it was it was pretty sore, but I wanted to make sure that uh, it looked realistic. So, mm. but you never did a whole like no, not yet martial artsy no. sort of thing. You know, no ninjas. Nope, no ninjas, no okay. ninja scenes yet, so that's in the future. That's right. We'll have to do some kind of Dr. Acula ninja fight scene. That would be fun. Well, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, my character, Dr. Acula, he thinks he knows everything, so he might as well think he knows martial arts. <laughs> sure, <too>. sure. <laughs> that's that's funny. That that would be great. He te teaches classes for Dr. Acula's School there of you Martial go. Arts. <laughs> um, I'm trying to find the... What was that chick's name? Um... The uh, weird girl, the weird woman who... Oh, the, the one... The one looking for Thrasher? Yeah. The, the one looking for Thrasher. I God knows. Does she even have a name she on her? She was a nightmare. She had some crazy teeth. I mean, those are like... I don't know. They're like... Look like they're filed down like... Florida. This was yeah. Florida. These are Florida people. Right. They were you know, not like normal teeth. Florida man. This was Florida people. Apparently, there was a lot of McCarthy's that worked on this movie. Um, the gullible car buyer was uh, Claire Fetter <clears throat> McCarthy. The rude car salesman was Frank McCarthy. So I'm wondering some relation. I don't mm -hmm. know whether. Well, or not she ended was, up whacking him. So yeah. So I'm wondering if that was this probably his her uh, son or something. You know, could have been. Uh, they, whatever. I'm anyway, actually dying to and see then there this, was, uh, uh, this making of. A guy named Wacko, character named Wacko, that could have been anybody. Could have been Sean anybody. <laughs> that fits almost anything. Uh, stupid was Brian Pesci. <laughs> Got to be one of the guards. I, I, I was thinking that, but I was also thinking, what was that guy, the weird guy with the Mario? Yeah, I think know? it was Tubby Guy. Oh, no, could have been. Yeah, or it could have been Tubby Guy from, uh, that could have been stupid as well. I don't know, because there's no... Yeah, I mean, that feel like half the characters would be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and or Tubby. Yeah. Um, there's Barney and Fred. Like, none of these names help. No. You know, Crumb? I have no idea who that is. Like, I, I, Killman, I know, because that was the, the guard that got killed by, you know, because I was like, oh, he was killed, and his name's Killman. Okay. <laughs> I thought they were going to make some kind of joke with that, but, but they didn't. Um, thank God, because that would have been terrible. At least um, you do know who Steve is, because he said his name 
quite a few times. I know films, Steve so. Nakoda. Yeah. Like, yeah. Didn't oh yeah, just you say couldn't Steve. use Steve. That's just right. say Steve. You had to say the say full Steve name. Nakoda. How many people, when you introduce yourself, when you say, you know, do they walk up and they say, um, "Hi, who are you?" You go, Jason Allen Cook. You know, you don't say your full name or you don't say Jason Cook. How are you doing? Right. You know, right. Just Jason. Right, mm-hmm. you just say Jason, right? Mm-hmm. Like, well, hi, I'm Jason. You know? I, I don't know who the Thrasher chick was, but I gotta say, she threw herself into that role 110. percent I don't know what he paled her with, maybe stale beer and pork rinds. <laughs> I, I have no idea, but she looked like she came from underneath a truck stop somewhere, and uh-huh. she was just like, "Oh, I can do it!" She made a lot of weird noises I've never heard. <laughs> humans make before i think <laughs> go. i mean it could have been this chick uh the girl i thought was the the black girl because but it's listed up high right and it says shirella yeah i don't think that's her you don't think that's I her i don't think so, so i think shirella was was black beauty who actually got a lot more lines okay um then leader leader was helen McDuffie. So could have been her. She was the leader of that she gang. Was, right? yeah, she was. Yeah, she was. She was the leader of the gang. Yeah. She there, yelled there more go. than the others. Let's put it that way. So Helen McDuffie, and she has been in. Uh, oh my God, she's also. Oh, uh, she was also in Brain Robbers from Outer Space. That oh man, we can't even show that anybody before that or after. Um, well, this was made in two thousand four. Brain Robbers so after, but she was. Uh, listed. Oh my God, that is so funny because that's just terrible. Um, so Brain Robbers from Outer Space is like three hours long. Nice. Yeah, you've seen something of it. You said you wouldn't uh, review it because you because you didn't want anybody sitting through a three hour long crappy terrible movie well i've changed my mind after uh david the rock nelson so i know thing, things things have set well, a new bar it, thanks to him it's on youtube so you can make people watch it on their own and then review it which i think would be the better thing so that way they can you know don't have to do it in one sitting because i could not sit there <laughs> three hours of a terrible movie like, yeah, you know, David just, the Rock Nelson's, we did one called Miss Werewolf. It's it's a glorious, glorious movie, but I'm telling you, it, it's, it's for someone like yourself who doesn't really, not used to this sort of thing, we would not have, we would not have thrown you into that. You know, this was kind of iffy. That's way <laughs> deep end, way, way deep end. You're going to have to work your way up towards that, but trust me, you're going to want to see it because you won't believe it. Okay, so it. she <laughs> was, interestingly enough, this chick, the leader or whatever, in Brain Robbers from Outer Space, she played TV Thrasher Lady. Oh, really? What does that mean? Does that mean she's looking for Thrasher in several Sounds different movies? Like yeah. And then it says Joel Wankoop in Brain Brains from Outer Space is TV martial artist, not martial like I A L, but martial as in like that's his name, artist. That's his name is martial artist. I guess slash Brad. <laughs> So I don't know. Maybe he plays two characters. I don't know. Uh, that That's something we'll have to eventually do on Indie Film Cafe. Oh, yeah. That just oh, sounds yeah. so awful. But it's like three hours long and just ridiculous. Outstanding. Um, so anyway, I, I guess, I mean, was there anything else that we missed on here? Anything else you want to talk about? Do you have a burning, burning desire to mention? Oof. I don't think so. I mean, that was... It was rough. <laughs> I think we, for the story, we kind of handle most of it, you know, or whatever. I mean, 
The direction was kind of sloppy. I mean, kind of. <laughs> there really wasn't much to direct. I guess. I hope the cat that ran across the Casio several times got a lot of treats. <laughs> Probably, because you said that uh, you saw that um, well, Joel did the music, right? Did the song? Did one of the songs? It was called "Photogenic Girl" or something. Yes. Oh Lord. That sounds terrible. But, <laughs> it did uh, sound terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it did sound terrible. There you go. Um, but yeah, it was it was awful. So. Well done, Joel. Well done. Yeah, <laughs> man. I, uh, I salute you, you. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna make a bad movie, make a bad movie. You know what I mean? Like, don't don't sell yourself short. You know. Especially, I, it's so nice to have a villain who just pontificates and talks and talks and talks and talks. Mm-hmm. Ugh. So anyway, uh, it was it was yeah, and he he. You you kept saying get to the point, just, like just to, just hit him. That's all you have him. to do. You know, or whatever. Like they always are talk before they're about to. Like the one guy with the knife. There was a guy. There was oh, a yeah. guard with a knife. I'm going to stab you with this knife that I have menacing you with. At some point, very very soon, I'm going to stop menacing you, and I'm actually going to use this <laughs> knife. See, that's why I'm threatening you. We just fucking stab him already. It just kept going on and on. That that's pretty much the theme of this movie. It just keeps going on mm. and on and on, and then it finally ended, and we're like, "That was it," you know, like okay. Except you for know. most of the fight scenes, though. That's another thing that I, I wanted to bring up is like a lot of the guards were like two punches and they were down, mm. but then you get to the end fight scene and then it just like never ends. So <laughs> I don't know. Apparently they're super people at the end of the movie but every well, guard is just like one punch i'm the out big that's grand a video ending. game <clears throat> that's a video game you punch somebody you knock them down you get points you move to the next guy you punch, punch them down you get points it's the final and then boss. the final boss you know or the the second to final boss is usually hard and then the final boss is usually really hard and that's it's a video game yeah you got to keep hitting the button and moving your joystick and yeah you know, except we can't control this character, so it just drives us nuts. You know, it's kind of how God probably felt. You know, watching. You know. But think about it this way: <laughs> When was the last time you spent an hour and a half in a video arcade watching somebody else play a game, and seeing them go through all the bosses? Right. That's kind of boring. Well, yes. Yeah. But. I don't know. Still, I didn't find this boring. It's not a, you know. If... Oh no! There was too much failure for it to be boring. <laughs> <clears throat> oh god is there any trivia in this thing but uh, that's how you learn you have to do things you have to fail the failure is the greatest teacher in in life and if you never fail you'll never progress so right this is this is you know the, the great the great unifier that we all have to experience in our lives whether you're making films or whatever it is you, whatever do. you do in life, yeah. whatever you do in life you gotta and if you're in a fail fail mm. upwards you know this is this is failing upwards mm-hmm. this is Doing something so spectacularly crazy. Yeah, there's not a whole lot worse you can get. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so somebody did a review, and they gave it a 5 out of 10. Oh, you know, my goodness. Which I think was very generous. Yeah, that's very generous. Uh, and it's uh, I knew I know this guy, Chris, uh, who did, did this review. He's reviewed my films and stuff. Um, he said, Lost Faith, a Joel Weinkoop earlier effort is one one of shot on video icon Joel D. Coop's first films and is uh and is and well it does itself proud. He's mm. filmed on TV news type video. It looks good. Oh. It doesn't show its age and badly as one would guess. What? Filmed in Florida. Gorgeous sets on location. What? What? All right. 
Well, he got the filmed in Florida part right, I guess. Yeah, he got <laughs> something right. Oh my goodness, this guy is—he's nice. He's nice. Maybe he doesn't like to get bad reviews. Mm. But a five out of ten is still a bad no. review, you know? Yeah, like, no. Yeah. So <clears throat> anyway, I guess that brings us down to our score and everything. So we're at that point right now where Paul is going to explain to the audience and you know and to Jason some more. Um, how, how we score this movie. So go ahead, Paul. So we do this thing called the Stinkometer, by which we take three scores from our reviewers on a scale of 1 to 10, where the lower the number the is, the better you think the movie is. If you think the movie's okay, you might give it a 5. If you think it's a big steaming pile of crap with a lot of problems, you would give it a higher number, like a 9 or a 10. And then we count up our scores, and then we figure out where the where the movie scores in relation to all the other movies during the season, and we figure out what's the stinky movie of the year. So, and then you can be subtle and give it a half score here and there, but um, you know, point fives, not point eights or point nines. <clears throat> and, yeah, um, he, he was wondering if he could do that. You're not the only person to ask yeah. about that. Well, I mean, we we have a thing where we don't want to do math. Where if you want to rate it higher than a ten. Because you think this is so bad, it needs to be. More we we than finally had had a ten plus movie. Yeah, mm -hmm. ten plus is what we call it now. So there's a few. There's been a two been that's two. been ten pluses or thirty pluses. So, uh, but yeah, we we add them all up and we get uh, whatever the stinkiest movie of the of the years are. And sometimes there's a couple of them, you know, or whatever that are the stinkiest. Mm -hmm. But uh, and then we uh, add them on to that ladder of stink. The ladder of stink. See who gets to stinky heaven. Yes. So. <laughs> Paul, I'm going to let you go first because, you know, to give give him a little bit of a break since this is his first time here. Ten. <laughs> really? Yeah. I thought by the time we talked this over, you might go lower. I was really flirting with a nine for a long time, but that whole uh, ham-handed, half-cocked, thanks to God, I was able to defeat this villain. Yeah, no, that pushed it over the top for me. It was just, yeah. I was willing to forgive a few of the other things, but... Just the production values were so poor, and it just came off as such amateur hour. It was just really, really bad, you know? I don't know. But I was entertained. There was a lot of entertainment to be had in this film. And like I said, it's a great way to to sort of start off and fail and see what you can do in order to improve. Lots and lots of room for improvement here. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but it was bad. It was a 10. All right. I'll let you go next, Jason. Oh, I'm going to give it a... Nine and a half. Mm. So it gets a little bit, gets half point because of uh, Barnes. I did like Barnes. <laughs> and the one girl's acting that that escaped, uh, yeah. she did decent. So She did. Um, she, was, she was probably one of the better actors. Barnes is not a great actor, but he's fun. No, he yeah. was, yeah, no, he wasn't great. He was fun, though, yes. yes. He made it fun and his weird facials and everything, so. Weird facials and he's just, his weird weird character you know whatever i enjoyed them those two helped for me those, so, those two yeah. really did make it more fun i guess steve himself uh joel 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 d wine coop i think once again when you're acting directing and producing and starring you sort of you go off a little bit on the you know one like things start to kind of you, you can't concentrate on all of it you know and everything so things fall off the wayside i feel um, so 9.5 for you, 10 for you, and a 9 for me. I can't give it a 10, and I can't give it a 9.5. I enjoyed it. Um, it's bad. It's 
funny. There are moments I was laughing my butt off. I mean, I was surprised because I'd seen it before, but saw it by myself. And this is not a movie you watch by yourself. Oh, no, 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 no. This is a movie you watch with friends. You laugh at it. You're saying, oh, my God, this is so silly. I enjoy this. That's that kind of thing. So I really really did enjoy this movie. Um, I really want to see Steve Nakoda and more stuff. Do you think we could have showed this one to Just Jen? I mean, there's no, like, nudity or... That was another thing. There's no nudity. I know, There was a little bit of, like, rapey stuff happening. But, thankfully, nothing happened. it was semi-rapey. Nobody nobody actually took anybody's clothes off. Like, attempted, yeah. Yeah, they were attempting, and then somebody would get foiled by somebody else coming or getting tricked into getting killed. So, there was no... There was nothing to... You know, it's silly. It's... She would have liked this a lot more than we did because remember she liked Gedevin. Yes, she did. And we thought that was a ten. Gedevin is this with bad country music because yeah. the guy was a lawyer and he wanted to become a f- action film star, martial artist, and the greatest uh, country western uh, singer of all time. All wrapped into one. All, all wrapped, wrapped into one. Now. And you had to suffer through entire songs in this. Yeah. Plus yeah. a drunk Wings Hauser in it as well. So, yeah, someday you'll, you'll have to see that. It's also known as uh, Champagne and Bullets. That's the shorter version, but you definitely want the Get Even version. Yeah, the Get Even version. You get the full full deal with it. Um, and there's a, there's a scene where he makes his poodle dance to eat butter off of a plastic spoon. Because that is incredibly necessary right. to the narrative. To the plot. Um and there was there was things that the, the thing that also does make this higher up in, in rating is the fact that instinct is the fact that it goes off the plot. There there are points where we're confused. Why is this happening? There were things I couldn't see or hear what right. the hell was going on. And yeah, you know that drives me out. Production value is drives yeah. me out of my my nine. Usually bores you and makes you want to go to sleep, like uh, yeah. ankle biters, but. This didn't bore you. At no. least it was interesting enough, like most of the time. Yes. That stuff. The cardinal sin of bad filmmaking is to make a boring movie. This was not boring. Yeah. This is not boring. It did not make a boring movie. This just wasn't really where it should have been. Like, it, if if uh, Joel maybe had somebody else play Steve and concentrated on the directing, you know, or something, he might have been able or to, like. Or had a writer. You know, mm. or, yeah. Because, as I said, I think most of this is improv you know, improvised. I think a lot of it is just Got like, that feeling, huh? Yeah, it's just got that, like, it's got that, especially the, like, 85 commands? Yeah, commands, yeah. or, or the scene where they're, um, yeah, cause I, I doubt he wrote that, like, a million times, you know? <laughs> like, I bet he wrote that once, and then, you know, kept adding it in later, or whatever. Um, or that scene where they're at the modeling thing and everybody's talking over one another and then like, oh, no, no, go over there. And then the people come back over. No, no, no. Told you to go back over there. It's like, it was a mess. It was a mess. It did not feel real and it did not feel staged. It felt like the people didn't know what to do. So they kept coming back over and talking to the people and interrupting them. And then, you know, all this stuff. And I was just like, yeah. But clearly there were parts that were because, uh, when the, the master guy was pontificating to the girls and now you are here for my pleasure. And I will talk to you about this and blah, 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 blah. And his delivery was definitely 
I just read this off a cue card five seconds ago or somebody's holding it up and yep. you know what I mean? And so some parts were definitely written. Mm-hmm. But you could tell just from his delivery. Some were written and some were, uh, yeah, and the delivery of it. So anyway, whatever. It was, it was enjoyable. I would watch this again, but once again, also with people who are want to watch this kind of movie because I, I've shown people Ed Wood and they did not like it. Really? Yeah, and hmm. and so there are some people that probably would hate this movie because that's oh, yeah. just not oh, yeah. their type of type of thing. Once again, Jason is raising, <laughs> Jason is raising his hand. He even this would not be something. So you're saying that, you like, don't want the Blu-ray version? No, I'll pass on that. Yes. No. I'll pass on watching again. So <laughs> don't invite me for that if you're gonna rewatch. <laughs> Well, there but, you go. But I could treasure the memories I have right now of the movie. Uh, are you are you willing to come back for some other one at some point? Sure. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. We haven't lost him. Because you never know. Out, yeah. We've scared away a you few folks. No. Are you saying that we could have lost away. his faith in uh, IFC? Come on, you. <laughs> oh, get, Lord. They're just as bad as some of the corny there. jokes in this movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know? Uh, it's pretty much the humor that this movie mm-hmm. had. Uh, the quote-unquote humor, which we, we've already just established, was not. And you can't get this, like, off of uh, Amazon. You have to, I don't think so. Have to get I, had, this from, I got this literally from Joel himself. You have to get this he from sent Joel. me, like, a, if you look inside the Does thing. Do you have a website it, or something for this? Or you have to friend him? Like, I think uh, you, I th- aren't you friends with him? I don't think so. You should be friends with him. Go go, go friend him. He's He won't care that you're a big cow on your face. Oh, okay. kind of thing. He'll be all right with that. You know, because he wants he wants moolah anyway. You know. So he's kind of a little bit like David the Rock Nelson in that. Yeah, just he loves to sell his stuff. Fiend me on Facebook. Yeah, he'll he'll be okay with that. What I did was I actually uh, invested in his. Well, invested. I put I put twenty dollars, twenty five dollars, whatever it was for this uh, for this DVD. I put into his next camp one of his campaigns for his movie, and he just gave me budget probably. Something like that. It was some food, you know. Like a, that was a, those Domino's pizza right there, you know. And then he went and gave me a, sent me sent me this, and as what because I asked for it. Right. And you gotta understand too, we aren't just like making fun and kicking these folks. The point of our show is to make sure that these things are out there, so that people see them, they understand that they're there, and we always link where people can go and buy them because we want people to see these movies. If we, if we didn't like a movie, we really didn't like it, we would just never talk about it. We just ignore it. Makes sense. You know, we want people to see this and we want the artists to get paid. So we always provide links where people can go and purchase these films. So that's a good <clears throat> uh, segue to sh- sharing our links that we have is uh, sickflickproductions.com, indiefilmcafe.reviews, where you'll see a review of this film and a... Um, uh, what is it uh, like? Just a write up, like a write up on it, and it'll also say in it where Paul likes to put where people can find it. If mm-hmm. you can't find it online, he might be able to. He finds things online all the time. Mm-hmm. But if he can find you, if you can't find it online, say you know, just friend you know Joel D. Winecoop. He'll, you know, he'll do that. Um, and, and then tell him the Mookal sent you. Yep, yeah, exactly. And then um, also indiefilmcafe.poppy.com. That's where. This pretty much is. And then, what is it? Uh, a Patreon. If you want to mm-hmm. spend some moolah on us, for $1, you get a Patreon 
podcast. Patreon so. only. You only get to hear it on Patreon. And yep. uh, we tend to do a little bit more of the popular stuff on there. Mm. Yeah, playing, mm. you're playing nines or your your troll twos or, you know, things like that. Star They're, Wars holiday special. Star Wars holiday. God, uh, don't watch that. <laughs> Don't. If you didn't like this movie, you would hate that. Oh, yeah. And that's a Hollywood movie. That was rough. Movie, that Hollywood was really project. rough. Ugh. That was actually from Star Wars. You know. I have not heard of it. You heard of, uh, <laughs> it's legendarily yeah, bad. Yeah, it's a legendarily wow. bad. You know. Uh, but, yeah, so there you go. Um, so thank you, Jason. Um, so we always like to ask our, our guests, uh, first off, I mean, this will be, I think, in March, I want to say, that this will come out. So... Uh, give us a future of what, what, what's going to be up with you in March. Yeah, what you got going on? Uh, got a couple films coming up. Feature films will be filming next year. But otherwise, I'll just be at the grind, probably doing a lot of commercials. Um, whatever. I see you pop up at commercials all the time, dude. Mm. It's crazy. Yeah, do a lot of commercial work around here. So, yeah. Didn't I see you in some kind of uniform for, uh, I don't know if it was like Revolutionary War or Civil War or something? I could have sworn you were in some kind of uniform. <clears throat> I've done, uh, I did a Vietnam War film. I oh, did a, okay. I, well, I recently did a, um, I, was, I guess it was last year, I did a Civil War film. Um, so that's kind of the one where it may be a good one for you to review on this. It may have a high stinkometer oh, okay. <laughs> i haven't seen the film i just know that the production value wasn't quite there so that may be a good one for you guys to take a look at okay um there's a screening next week on that film um i i don't know what it looks like but it's gonna be that may be the one you're thinking of i know i wore i was a a uh, union soldier in that one no okay so. And do you do other things in addition to acting? Do you do like any production or directing or writing or nope. FX or anything nope. like that? No. Mm-hmm. Just focus on his acting focus career. Focus on the acting, yep. Okay. Well, there you go. And you'll be coming back and playing stuff with us as much as we can next year. So mm-hmm. look forward to that. Dr. Ackley, yeah, I got a bunch of stuff coming up. I have like four four films have been coming out next year that have nice. already been finished. So uh, one... Uh, Necropolis. It's my first about zombie film, so I'm kind of excited about that. Um, that'll be coming out early next year, and then um, Hope of Escape. We filmed this. I was in a, uh, four scenes in that. We filmed it this year, so that'll be coming out early next year. Uh, this film called Union should be coming out, and then I have um, one more. I have a small part in a, another World War Two film called. Uh, Talents of the Phoenix. Mm. That'll be coming out. or play a, a German um, German officer. So that's cool. Should be some films coming out next year, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, you guys will get to see them. Nice. Yeah, that'd be great. Well, we're looking forward to that. Absolutely. Well, we once again we want to thank you so much for coming on the show, and everybody else, check out, uh, take a look at our links. We'll we'll post them down below too, so you can check them out and uh, and and check out Jason's. Uh, stuff and his IMDb and everything. Yeah, check out my IMDb, uh, my website, jasonallencook.com. And uh, yeah, or you can just Google Jason Allen Cook. You find a lot of info there. Nice. Well, there you go. Well, everybody, have a good one, and we will catch you guys on the flip side. The flip side. Come on. Bye, everybody. Come on. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for having me. Bye.